the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Investing, retirement planning, and so much more. We are the Biz 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Another record number of illegal crossings at the southern border. Edwin Mora reports crossings come even as President Biden's administration talks amnesty with Mexico. According to news reports, agents from U.S. Customs and Border Protection, or CBP, have taken over 275,000 migrants into custody so far in December, making it the highest month on record already. The number includes illegal immigrants encountered between ports of entry and migrants entering at ports of entry via the CBP-1 app. And that is correspondent Edwin Moore reporting Hawaii's governor and mayor now welcoming tourists back to the west side of Maui months after August wildfires killed at least 100 people. They want the economic boost tourists will bring, especially heading into the year-end holidays. This is SRN News. All of us love sports. But not all sports are created equal. College sports have big budgets, dedicated alumni networks, and corporate sponsorships. Professional sports have even deeper pockets. Millionaire owners, lucrative TV and radio deals, and merchandise sales. High school sports have you. Everyone agrees high school sports give us plenty of reasons to cheer. And now's a great time for us to give back. Supporting your hometown high school won't cost you much, but it will go a long way to ensuring the games we love the most are here to stay. Minnesota High School Sports. They're good for our kids, good for our community, and best of all, they're good for you. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Are you tired of going online every day and getting news meant to make you afraid and anxious? And all that meaningless celebrity gossip fighting for your attention? Want something different? Something positive? Make your homepage Christianity.com. Replace the bad news and fake news with the good news. The life-changing gospel truth meant to encourage your daily walk with Christ. With daily devotionals, answers to life's tough questions, and meaningful Bible study from your favorite pastors and authors on today's current events and issues, you now have a homepage that reflects your life and your faith. Don't settle for the negativity and superficiality that the rest of the Internet offers. Instead, choose a homepage that will uplift you and strengthen your faith. Join the thousands of others who have made the switch to Christianity.com and experience the difference that good news can make in your life. Don't wait any longer to make a change. Choose Christianity.com as your homepage today and embrace the positivity and inspiration that comes with the good news of Jesus Christ. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. The process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. If you're going to fix complicated problems, you have to learn how to fix problems first. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good morning and welcome. King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Man, it's been a while. Um, it's been taking me... This is going to be a tough show to get through. My throat is just not good today. 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions and comments. 651-289-4477, if you're listening here on the last Saturday of 2023. We are here to talk through the top eight <coughs> the top eight programs of uh, eight 
top eight economics and finance stories of 2023. Wow, wouldn't you know, right at the moment you start the show, your throat decides to go dry on you. <coughs> I have a tradition of having a cold at Christmas. Uh, sure enough, I had mine this year. Um, made Christmas Eve and Christmas Day a little bit more of a challenge. And the day after, it started to feel better. It just happens every year. My father used to get this. I used to get this. So here's, but you don't want to hear about this. Um, we haven't been with you since uh, the 9th of December with a live show. I apologize for that. I expected to be here last week. I didn't know, A, I didn't know I was going to be sick. I didn't even think that was true. But I had to call an audible because the building got closed on us. Because during, uh, two weeks ago, because during the um, commencement exercises here at St. Cloud State, we had a water main break in the building. And we couldn't, it wasn't so much that there wasn't any water up here, although... As, a, as, as an older gentleman, um, not having functioning bathrooms in a building I need to use for about three hours is a bad thing. But more to the point, uh, more to the point, the, bu- the building was simply inaccessible uh, to us two weeks ago. Of course, we were off for the Christmas weekend, which, again, I, as I said, wouldn't have been here anyway because the cold was coming on and the throat was bad. So... I'll do my best to get through this particular episode with a minimal amount of coughing. I may have to stop from time to time, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll manage. The top eight stories I posted on Twitter using the hashtag PoundKBRS asking you for your ideas. You gave me a lot. They were wonderful. I think all of them ended up being in the top eight in one way or another. I already had my list. I actually had a list of 10, and I had to take, so I had to pick and choose <coughs> which ones I took off. And um, and we will um, we will start right away with the number eight story that was on there. And you'll notice that, you know, with all the time we spent on the Federal Reserve, I can tell you right now, only tangentially are two of these touching on the Fed. There is not a single Jay Powell cut in the pieces we're going to play for you today. Okay? Not a single cut of that. What we'll play instead (coughs) with our number eight story is Sam Bankman-Fried, FTX, and the collapse of the major player in cryptocurrency. The number one player. I mean, there was no question. At the beginning of 2023, he was a thing. There were, there were, you know, many um, celebrities, sports figures. Tom Tom Brady was engaged in this. Steph Curry, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Interestingly, Taylor Swift, who is who was on the list and di- was on my top ten list, but doesn't make top eight. I dropped Taylor Swift. You should feel good about that. Because then we would have had to play some Taylor Swift, and I certainly didn't want to do that. <coughs> but we would we but we had this very we had Taylor Swift's father who asked questions about, hey, this FTX thing, is this really on the up and up? They didn't participate. They were smart. One person who did was uh, Michael Lewis, who was in the middle of working on a book about FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, and <clears throat> published a book later this year that came out on the day of his trial. Now, to remind people, if because this really started in March, in February and March of this year, where it turned out uh, FTX, which was the, ma- the major cryptocurrency exchange in, in the world, had to announce that it did not have the money it said it had. It turned out there had been a lot of hanky-panky going on with their books, uh, apparently a little hanky-panky going on in the executive suite, uh, and so forth. And in the middle of this, it turns out Michael Lewis is writing a book about Sam Bankman-Fried, and he basically gets a seat at the table to watch it all. I encourage you to go find... 
It's available for free on YouTube. You can find the 60 Minutes episode on Michael Lewis and Sam Bankman-Fried. It's about 25 minutes. It is richly entertaining for you to look, to read and look at. It is, it's this clip is actually just a short bit of this. This is, this is Michael Lewis talking about the day he meets and goes for a walk with Sam Bankman-Fried. Let's play this. Cut number one. You got to remember, I knew nothing about him. I, all I knew was I was supposed to evaluate his character and that 18 months earlier, he had nothing. Now he had $22.5 billion and was the richest person in the world under 30. He didn't care much about like spending it on yachts. He was going to spend it to save humanity from extinction kind of thing. So the, uh, the whole walk was like my jaw was on the floor by here after I heard all that. As an author whose who's stock and trade is finding interesting characters, is your, your story meter starting to beep about now? I was on a red alert and I said this to him. I said... I don't know what's going to happen to you. Something's going to happen to you. Can I just come and, you know, ride shotgun? So he he decides to, to do this. Uh, um, he decides to do this book. He's walking with the guy, and the rest of the interview is just about how he seems to be very different. I watched the entire 25 minutes uh, when it first came out. I watched it again this past week. It holds up really well. So Sam Bankman-Fried has been convicted of all of the counts of fraud that were against him. He faces a sentence to be handed down in March of about 115 years, potentially, in jail. Effectively, probably, the the rest of his life, right? And along with that, along with that, uh, we also have the, the, the fact that Binance, another company <coughs> run by one of his competitors, is also now in huge trouble. And yet we continue to see people participating in crypto. Crypto has, has time and again risen up. It's something that people believe in. I actually, I actually have people who I really respect who t- say, Crypto is the wave of the future. And I say to them, maybe, perhaps. But it is interesting to me that the other story, by the way, that I struck off the list besides Taylor Swift was Argentina, because I think it's simply too new. Argentina might be a top eight story in 2024, but the election in Malay in Argentina, I don't think makes the list in 2023 because it's too it's too. It's too new. We don't know how things are going to turn out. We think we, though, we don't know how things are going to turn out in crypto. But we certainly know how things are going to turn out in, um, it, 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 you know, it, it's, it, it does look like we know things, how things are going to turn out for Sam Bankman-Fried. He's going to jail. He's going to jail for a long time. Um, made the choice to get up on a stand and testify in his own behalf. That didn't work at all it turns out it is simply a a very very difficult place for him to be but the bigger question for me is this <clears throat> what happens in the wave of of uh, in sort of the cycle of crypto in 2023 have we seen peak crypto and does it fall to zero eventually it may take a few more years, but is it going to go away? Is it going to be overridden by central bank digital currencies where, in essence, if all you wanted was the ability to transact with each other independently, you could just do that without? Uh, you can just do that using digital dollars or digital lawn or digital euro? The promise of crypto was always the ability for me to just exchange with you. Okay, if I needed to send you money, I was just going to send it to you through a bank. And the bank would take a little piece of the, of the, of the transaction. Um, I'm forever exchanging money with people using Venmo, PayPal, uh, Apple Pay. Um, uh, our, you know, banks are have created this network to sort of be the Venmo of banks, 
to allow people to do small payments to each other without charging a transaction fee so that they can keep keep money there. But the whole point of crypto was supposed to be decentralization. And that part that part of it still has an attraction. But crypto as as a as a medium of exchange, I've said this before, crypto as a medium of exchange has yet to really take off. And crypto as an asset has taken off, but apparently has enormous problems with it. And we saw those clearly in 2023, and that's why it's the number eight story on my list. Okay, there'll be more after this. The number seven story coming up. Can you guess what it is? It's another economics or finance story. You'll have it right after these messages on The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. In Dinesh D'Souza's new blockbuster movie, Police State exposes the government's plot to control MAGA conservatives. These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. MAGA Republicans threaten the very foundation of our republic. Mass surveillance, censorship, and armed attacks. There's nowhere to hide. FBI, we have an arrest warrant. Fifteen marked units on my property. Military-style soldiers pointing an automatic rifle at my head. Are we becoming a police state? It may be the Russia other people grew up in, but not my America. Directed by Dinesh D'Souza, Debbie D'Souza, and Bruce Shuley. Police state sounds the alarm. What we need is a person, and then we go find out what crime you did. How did we give the state this kind of power? Police state, they have their lists. Are you next? If they're coming for me, they're coming for you. Police state, buy it or stream it now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-869-8560. That's 800-869-8560. The Ramsey Show. I found a job that's very rewarding, but they're going to work me like a dog. It's a 70-hour work week. 70 hours a week. Man's not, woman's not created to work like that. Indefinite? Yeah, that's an indefinite situation. You married? I am not married. You won't be. Yeah. You could do it for a short term. Don't sell out for something that just looks good. It's got to be good in all aspects. Make your first million. Listen to The Ramsey Show live this afternoon from 1 to 4. What is dedication? People ask how your children learn how to ride a bike and you didn't. I just created an environment where they taught themselves and all I had to do was be there. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. I got you. That's all I want. I won't forget. That's a whole lot. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. The Biz 1440. Final show of 2023. We're doing the top eight stories. One per segment. Get it? Um, top eight stories in economics and finance in 2023. Number eight that we just finished was Sam Bankman freed and the collapse of FTX and broader implications, I think, for crypto. Uh, number seven on the list um, is 
well, needs to be brought up again, even though it seems to have slipped uh, past us in the rearview mirror. How long ago was it when we had the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank? It was all we could talk about in March, in, in March of 2023, was Silicon Valley Bank and First Republic Bank as well, Signature Bank, and Credit Suisse, which was a different story but happened around the same time, and the, it, which somewhat collapsed but was basically a, a forced merger with uh, UBS. So that the two largest banks of Switzerland now are one bank. Uh, all of that happened in March of 2023. Um, Silicon Valley Bank was the victim of, of, was considered to be a victim of its own excesses. Um, it simply chose not to recognize that it, it was receiving, it was receiving, and notice the connection to even the crypto story, right? Because both of these happen in the Silicon Valley. So, Tech companies, large tech companies, have huge amounts of deposits of, of revenue coming in that they need to deposit with a bank <coughs> and for the bank to hold safely. The bank gets that money and puts and, and decided to hold it simply as treasury securities. The issue was that the Federal Reserve, in trying to fight inflation, started to raise interest rates and did do, did so fairly rapidly. One of the very first things you learn in a money and banking course, or particularly in a bank management course, which would happen more at the master's level, you don't typically see this, this lecture in the undergraduate courses, although I've done some of it when I've taught money and banking to try to explain how does a bank control interest rate risk. But frankly, it's... Really, when I do it, it's basically one half of one lecture. And I would argue I might be doing it a little more than some of my colleagues do. There are some people who, if you get the course taught by a finance prof who teaches money and banking in conjunction with an economics department, you probably get more. But basically, it's a very simple thing. You hedge away your risk. You sell the the risk that interest rates will go up, in which case the bond portfolio you have is covered from that risk of higher interest rates. You limit your, you limit your profits, but you, you hold it, <coughs> you hold a counterparty to take that risk away from you. Silicon Valley Bank didn't do that. Michael Barr, who was at the time the vice chairman for the Federal, vice chair of the Federal Reserve Bank, Federal Reserve Board, and was the party, was the ultimate regulator of places like SVB, got hauled before Congress to say what happened. So he's testifying in front of the Senate Banking Committee. Uh, the chair of the Banking Committee was Sherrod Brown, uh, is Sherrod Brown, and Sherrod Brown asks, hey, what happened here? And let's play this clip. This is clip number three. Did the Fed drop the ball because it didn't see the risk that was building? Uh, thank you, Chairman Brown, uh, for that question. Uh, f fundamentally, the bank failed because its management failed to appropriately address clear interest rate risk and clear liquidity risk. That interest rate risk and liquidity risk was cited, was highlighted by the supervisors of the firm beginning in November of 2021. The, uh, the board and, uh, and sorry, the, the Federal Reserve Bank um, uh, brought forward these uh, problems to the bank, and they failed to address them in a timely way. That exposure led the firm to be highly vulnerable to a shock, and that shock came uh, on the evening of Wednesday, March 8th, when it very belatedly attempted to uh, adjust its liquidity position and uh, reported uh, losses uh, on its available for sale securities. The market reaction to that was quite negative, uh, and that eventually on Thursday sparked a depositor run. So there's a lot in that statement and, and that needs to be explained. 
first of all, the Federal Reserve Bank that was supposed to be watching it was Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco. Okay, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of uh, speaking from the president of San Francisco Fed, Mary Daly, but it's her bank that is supposed to be the regulator in charge of SVB. And according to Chair Vice Chair Barr, they had started to talk to SVB in November of 21. The follow-up question, it actually does happen later, but I can't play you three hours of, of testimony. Barr was up there for a long time. He got grilled pretty good uh, by, by those folks. He gets up and says to them, the question is, well, what did you do? Well, we told them there was a problem. What was their answer? We got it. It's under control. Right? And this was where, if you go back and listen, and and for many of these, if you want to go back to listen to our podcast at the time, go back to March of this year, and you will, in going to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, pull up the podcast for the show, dig into the archives, go back to March of 2023, and you'll hear us with a long discussion of what he talks about, what Barr mentions here in that available for sale, available for sale portfolio. The rules of banking at the time were set up so that if you had a security that you designated to say, I am not going to sell this security, I'm going to hold it until it matures and receive my revenue then. You did not have to mark that particular asset to market. Now, as you know, because you're a listener to the King Banyan Show here on the Biz 1440, you know that when interest rates rise, the value of that bond on your portfolio that you bought at lower interest rates is now dropping. If you mark to market, you have to recognize the loss you just incurred on that portfolio. I'm on a few boards of nonprofits. Uh, and, and our rules say we, one of my, the nonprofits I'm on a board for holds a fairly, you know, holds a few million dollars in a reserve position for capital spending that it might do sometime down the road. When the market changes to the plus and the minus, we actually have to recognize that loss month to month. We don't get to say, well, we're not going to be selling that for two to three years. So whatever that changes on the, in, the, in the market value of our securities that we have, we're not recognizing that. But banks could do that. This was a year in which we recognized, right, where we tried to pretend somewhat that the cost of the Federal Reserve being late to raising interest rates was that a lot of banks have losses on their balance sheets. Okay, in that in that wonderful phrase from Warren Buffett, when the tide runs when the tide goes out, we find out who's swimming without without a swimsuit. SVB, First Republic, and and signature banks were the banks that got caught without that. Now, Credit Suisse Another major bank failure, even though it didn't happen in the United States, is a big deal to us because it let it showed that even the largest banks could fail. SVB was is a large is a larger bank, but it's not one of the top ten banks in the United States. By the way, of course, SVB, First Republic, and Signature all continue to exist. They were bought out by other banks with help financing from the federal government, from the FDIC. And they ended up costing the United States about $25 billion for three banks, none of them the biggest. Credit Suisse is five times that size. And that cost is being shared by the Swiss government, I should say relative to the size of their economies. Credit Suisse is about five times that size, and that's being shared by the the shareholders of of Credit Suisse, of UBS, 
and the Swiss government as well. But it was a major bank failure at this time. If you think back to April, we all thought that another shoe would drop. I spent time waiting for shoes to drop all the way through the summer to the fall and reminded people time and again, the distance between Bear Stearns and Lehman was about was, was seven months. Yet, no shoe dropped this time. And that, too, might be one of, the, one of the stories that it's simply too early to say. It may turn out 2024 sees additional bank failures. But we're certainly aware of the problem, and we certainly think that uh, regulators are out there now keeping a close eye on all of the other regu- all the other banks to make sure there isn't another bank that fails in the same way that Silicon Valley Bank failed. Silicon Valley Bank failed because it failed to do uh, a normal type of hedging that pretty much every bank does. They decided to swim without a swimsuit, and the tide went out. And that's the number seven story of 2023 in economics and finance. We'll be back with number six right after these messages. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. Innovation Race, the shocking new movie from the Tea Party Patriots, exposes the truth. China will use our own technology to threaten our economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. This is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country. If China gains control over 5G technology with a flip of a switch, they could remotely turn off our phones, our cars, even our power grid. We've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation. We need to up our game. In today's high-tech world, there's no prize for second place. Watch Innovation Race. Available now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boots, Arby's Computer Service. I love that drum salt, that drum in that particular piece. That's the best. 
I'm actually thinking of buying a set of uh, maybe electronic drums. My wife plays them for a church, and uh, they look fun. I might have to do that. That might be a New Year's resolution I come up with. I learned to play the drums. My wife will think I'm competing with her, so that probably isn't a great idea. 651-289-4477. Happy to take a question or comment. What you thought were the top stories in economics and finance in 2023. We're running them down. We've done Sam Bankman Freed. We've done Silicon Valley Bank. Number six on this list, which is, I think, one of the more interesting stories. Some of these, I think, are undertold stories that were tremendously important in 2023. You'll remember, I think, we'll go back to 2022. And I think if you go back in the archive, it, I'm going to plug it again, TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, go listen to the podcast. There's one of these last year. If you go listen to that, one of the things that surprised me at that time was the fact that we did not see um, a spike in energy prices in Europe as a result of the war in Ukraine. Last year's story was largely was focused in no small part on how Europe adjusted to having a war on its eastern border and had a relationship that connected connected it to Russia through energy, you know, encapsulated in a single story about Nord about the Nord Stream pipeline which was blown up, it now appears that the evidence seems to point in the direction that Ukraine sabotaged it, perhaps with, perhaps with the support of West, some Western allies, um, perhaps some other allies not, that are not necessarily thought of as, West, as in the West, although allied with the West. Um, lots of good reporting that's happening on that. Google that story if you want to have some fun over the weekend. Okay, who did it? Who how, was that sabotage on Nord Stream or not? Don't know, but it's a fun it's a fun fun story to to pick through and just come to your own come to your own conclusions. I have my suspicions. I know I know what happened here. I, I have my suspicions, but can I prove them? No, not really. But the bigger story in 2023 was the reaction from the West, and in particular the United States. Okay, one thing that I don't think people realize, this is an underreported story, even though you can find it in all of the major media, the mainstream media, that even though we believe that, that there are all of these restrictions coming out of the climate debate, that are limiting the use of fossil fuels. In 2023, the United States produced the most oil, petroleum, that it has ever, ever, ever produced. Okay? Here's one such story. This is is cut number six. It's all about supply and demand. Demand usually falls during colder months when people stay home. And right now, there's plenty of supply, with the U.S. making up 80% of the global increase. The U.S. retains the crown of the world's largest oil producer. Oil production in the U.S. is back at record-setting levels. So that that last voice, is it, we've played him before. He's uh, the chief economist at Gas Buddy, Patrick DeHaan. But that NBC News story ran only about a week ago. And I thought, well, okay, now everybody knows, right? It's now, it's now broken through into mainstream media. And yet it hasn't. What has broken through for folks is, has been the shrug that we have when OPEC gets together to meet. OPEC has tried to cut, cut, cut production and this is one of the cases where okay to get to a story we're going to talk about later okay you can guess the recession that wasn't it's going to be one of those stories that we're going to talk about 
the, inf- the inflation rate coming down fairly rapidly is going to be one of those stories we, we haven't talked about, but we need to think about. And, and maybe it makes a story too. Maybe, you know, maybe the felt, maybe the fed pivot is a story or something like that. Anyway, here's what I think to be a very, very important story has been the freeing up of supply in many places. So this, this ties in to some extent to, to what's happening with global supply chains, which are in the process of fundamentally changing. The continued adjustment to the fact that we became overly reliant on a fairly brittle supply chain that, that came straight out of the ports of Hong Kong and Shanghai to relying on a more diversified supply chain. The same thing is happening in petroleum. The expansion of production here in the United States, that 80% that 80% add to where now the United States is the number one producer of oil in the U.S., in the world. She's not the one number one producer in the world, but the number one producer, increasing producer. It is expanding so much so that it's causing Saudi Arabia and to a lesser extent places like Russia into facing a decline. This gets back to, you know, you might wonder why are they doing this? Remember, the strategy to fight the war in Ukraine included an economic sanctioning process to choke off revenue for the Russian economy. In one sense, that has failed miserably because the price of oil continues. Some of us, and I think I may have been misled in relying a little bit on this information myself as I self-criticized my own inability to figure out that the recession wasn't coming as fast as I thought it would, was that I took the decline in the price of oil to be a decrease in demand. But as Scott Sumner, the great blogger at The Money Illusion and at Econlog, would tell you, never reason from a price change. The price can change because there's a decline in demand or because there's an increase in supply. And the untold important story of 23 was non-OPEC countries were able to expand production to offset any attempt at OPEC had to reduce uh, to reduce supply and push up oil prices. The US government might be doing this to pursue its 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 geostrategic aims, geopolitical aims, vis-a-vis Russia, vis-a-vis Saudi Arabia, with whom it's kind of a frenemy at this moment. Okay, it needs Saudi Arabia in some ways. In other ways, it find it, it's there's still this tension between the Saudi and U.S. governments that is very real. Um, that's going on. This is, by the way, complicated by by what's happening in in Israel and Gaza. But that's another show. I don't. I'm I'm not going to talk about that issue. But what is interesting is in the in the balance in that decision that tension between I want to reduce reliance on fossil fuels because of climate concerns, and I want to reduce, and I want to reduce the ability of countries like Russia or Saudi Arabia to profit from the production of fossil fuels, the U.S. strategy has ended up being producing more oil. And it is holding down costs. When's the last time I asked Spencer to go look for the gas price at the, at, at the, uh, at the station across the street from the, from, the, uh, from the radio station? I haven't asked him. The number's under the number's under three dollars a gallon. Now, 
That number normally comes down at this time of the year anyway. Don't be misled by that. It will go back up next spring and summer. But the unmistakable part of the story is that the U.S. is producing more oil than it ever has before. That's an undertold story, and it's the number six story of 2023. We'll be back with the number five story right after these messages. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-240-4587. That's 800-240-4587. What is your healing power? Maybe your healing power is helping veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, depression, anxiety, or loneliness. Is your healing power a simple heartfelt letter or being a volunteer? It is estimated that over a half a million current warfighters will return from service diagnosed with PTSD, and 22 veterans will commit suicide every day. Our veterans have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. At HealVets.org, you can find out more about the healing power of pen pals, volunteers, therapy kits, and more. Discover your healing power at HealVets.org. Help Heal Veterans, together with you, has been helping one recovering veteran at a time. We are helping veterans heal together. What is your healing power? To find out about your power, visit HealVets.org. This PSA is sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. Officer Tatum here. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, weather, and opinions. AM is also the backbone of emergency alert systems, keeping you advised on threatening weather conditions and amber alerts. Text AM to the number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Again, text AM to the number 52886. Standard message and data rates may apply. The Ramsey Show. The higher education community is at best irresponsible, at worst con artists. We don't have a student loan crisis. We have a parenting crisis. Live every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4. The Ramsey Show. You're also supposed to enjoy money. Now, some of you that overspend out there, you spend like you're in Congress, you don't have any issue with this enjoying money thing. Enjoying money without overdoing it is a sign of maturity. The Ramsey Show, live every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. That's a new cut. I haven't heard that, I haven't heard that bumper before. That was cool. Um, 651-289-4477 if you want to chip in. Your favorite stories, your best stories, the most important stories in economics and finance in 2023. That's what we're doing today here, the last show of the year. Uh, and we're up to number five. And at one point I had this higher, but I kept talking myself into moving, um, moving something, moving something around. I was going to do something different, but I decided I really, really wanted to get, I, I want, I want to be longer run thinking. And I don't know, this one is probably the longest run of the bunch. I think this is a story 
that plays out over a decade or two. At the beginning of 23, we knew that that the People's Republic of China was going through a very difficult period of adjusting because by the end of 2022, China had realized that their zero COVID policy was no longer sustainable. And rather than trying to do a controlled release, they pretty much decided to let her rip. And so there was a wave of infection, the, the wave of deaths that resulted resulted from letter rip. Um, and, and, and we don't know exactly how many there were because Chinese data is really, really hard. That'll be part of the story later in this, ep- this segment. But, in t- but by early 23, everyone's thought was, well, China's going to go through this, and if it's like what happened in the West, what's going to happen after that is China's going to go, Chinese people are going to come out and they're going to spend like, they're going to spend like crazy, okay? And the Chinese economy is just going to go like gangbusters. So we were all forecasting a major increase in the Chinese economy in 2023. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. And yes, and, and I didn't actually turn this into the Chinese real estate story because I think it's part of a broader, it's part of a broader story to be told. But by the second half of 23, all of the talking heads in all of the think tanks that spend time talking about China, they could only talk about one thing, the weakening Chinese economy. And I think that's actually the number five story. Here's one example. Peter Zion, who is a, a geopoliticist and has some wonderful work that's been done on geopolitics. I highly recommend him to you. <coughs> Had, has, a, has, a series, has a YouTube channel, and I pulled a little bit of him talking about China from one of those pieces. So this is Peter Zion talking about, or Zion talking about, talking about China. Let's play this cut number two tell us that the birth rate has dropped in China by nearly 70% since 2017. That's the fastest drop in the historical record, not of China, of humanity throughout all of recorded history. And in that time frame, if the Shanghai Academy of Sciences is right, they've overcounted their population by over 100 million people, all of whom would have been working age people under age 40, meaning that in the last five or six years, They've hit not just peak workforce in the last year, peak workforce probably in the earlier part of that process, and they just don't have enough millennials to do consumption at all. And we've seen the cost of the workforce increase by a factor of 14 or 15 in the last 22 years. So if you put the... So in other words, China could not overcome this demographic slide that we've talked about. Gosh, I think I've started talking about this from the time we started the show in late 2009, I think I've been talking about this issue. That the slow, the, the low birth rate in China was going to eventually catch up with them. That the dependency ratio, the number of seniors who no longer would work but needed to consume, would be too great relative to the number of people who could work and would produce enough excess revenue that could be taken to help pay for the elderly. That certainly appears to have happened this year. There, Okay, pay attention to a number of items. One, that increase in the cost of wages. We talked in the show over this last year about the fact that many companies were already in the process pre-COVID of looking at the cost of labor in China and saying, I think there are places I could do better. I can, for particularly things that are lower down the value chain, like textiles, like steel, cement, basic products, it now made more sense to bring those out of places in South Asia rather than Southeast Asia of looking at other countries in the, in that, not in the Pacific Rim so much, but more along the lines of the Indian Ocean 
looking to Africa, looking to Latin America as sources for those products rather than focusing on China. Add to that COVID. Add to that the the remarkable um, tension in in between the U.S. and China and between other trading partners in China. The relationships between Canada and China are are incredibly fraught. The EU has, you know, they recognize that it's really going to be hard for them to give up on China because China's an export market that particularly the Germans absolutely rely upon. So they can't do that. But China is becoming a place that simply costs more to produce goods because they're not producing enough workers because their fertility rates are low. And low fertility rates and low family formation rates are what explains all of the collapses of places like Evergrande and and other property management. The real estate collapse there, all of that is tied to this very fundamental piece that is becoming now apparent. Again, the tide going out and exposing for many, many people. Here's who here's what's you know, here's what uh, we have. Here's what we have left in terms of the number of workers we have, the number of people we need to support. And in the middle of this, okay, you've got a Chinese government led by a single person who is simply who is systematically sidelined and, in some cases, eliminated any opposition to him continuing to rule. And you say to yourself, okay, China this is a real problem. And I think everybody can see it now. And as opposed to, say, three to four years ago, we thought China's going to beat our brains in on this, that, and the other. 2023 might be the year where we realize oh, China might have more problems than we think. And we have a real, we have a real, we are not, our concerns should be different regarding China than economic domination. So number eight, Stan Bankman-Fried. Number seven, Silicon Valley Bank. Number six, the price of oil. And number five, China's lack of recovery. Those are the stories five through eight. Uh, Turn market volatility into opportunity today by investing with the big institutions, not against them. Many people are getting taken advantage of by Wall Street. Learn why their returns are so much better than the average novice 401k investor. Learn the skills to be a better steward of your own money. Call for a free in-center or virtual investing class today at 952-814-4410. Call Online Trading Academy at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night, and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again playing high school sports workouts that stimulate teammates and coaches that care the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately that's what school sports are all about the sense of achievement is real and the camaraderie is hard to beat coping with uncertainty is difficult but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again encourage them to give it a try high school sports 
It's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Join me to Rally to Read 100 Books. Reading is Fundamental invites you to visit rallytoread.org today to learn about our reading campaign. Join the pledge to read 100 books, hear your child's favorite authors read their books, and find activities to keep young readers motivated. Teachers can also enter the Rally to Read sweepstakes for a chance to win 100 books for their own school, subject to rules. Visit rallytoread.org today. Rally to Read! Common ground for the small business owner. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.